Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. Today is uh, Wednesday, December the 15th, 2021. This is episode 3002, 3002 of the Survival Podcast. We were supposed to have Kingsley and Aaron on from Float. Kingsley Edwards, of course, the CEO and founder. Aaron is his wonderful wife. They were supposed to be on today to talk about Float, but uh, some last-minute stuff comes up, as will happen sometimes when you are a tech CEO, and he couldn't do it. But I've got still we're going to talk about Float and some really cool stuff today we're going to talk about on Float with Alex Martin, who is the COO of Float, and Alexander Myers, who is their VP of crypto. We're going to be talking about a lot of... Features coming to the platform, uh, how it's dedicated to free speech and what have you. And uh, Alex will dig into a lot of the stuff on feature sets and development and timeline and Float Fest, which is going to be awesome in the spring of uh, 2022. And you will hear again, I will be there. And uh, Alexander is going to dig more into the crypto side, the NFTs, the marketplace and how that's going to work with the currency. And we're going to have a great discussion. We did this as a live stream on YouTube like we've been doing our interviews recently. It went really, really well. It really did. We had a lot of interaction from the audience. That's always a good sign that you're on point when your audience is talking to you and engaging with you. Anyway, um, if you want to be on the live streams, remember the, the probably the number one way to make sure that you'll get an alert is to get the Telegram app, and have it on, and don't mute the channel, and get the get on the announcement channel for the Survival Podcast. So if you want to make the live streams, it would be a great way to do it. A lot of times I put them out a day in advance or so. If you're going to watch it on YouTube, you can go to YouTube, make sure you subscribe and have alerts and all. But you can set up a reminder on any of the live streams. As soon as I send you the link, you can say, remind me when this starts so I don't forget. And you can be on one of these live streams with us. Before we get into this discussion, which again is just great... Um, let me remind you about our sponsors of the day. These guys do a lot to help make sure the show is here for you Monday through Friday, five days a week. Sponsor of the day, number one today, is Bulk Ammo at BulkAmmo.com. If you want ammo, you you, you got to go get it in bulk, man. you got to have ammo. you got to have it stored up. Otherwise, you don't really have a gun, in my opinion. A gun and no ammo is a really expensive club. And, uh, you know, ammo is one of those things. You, you fire a shot, and it's gone. And then unless you're reloading, it doesn't do anything anymore. It's an empty cartridge case. So we want to store it up. We want to store it in bulk. We don't want to overpay for it. And it's hard to find. It's still hard to find. There's still shortages. But bulk ammo has most of everything you're looking for in stock. And the shipping is so fast, you'll wonder, you'll wonder why you even go to the store. It'll be at your door before you know it. Check them out today, bulkammo.com. And remember, they do do a discount for members of the MSB. Next up today, since we spoke about the other precious metal with bulk ammo and copper jacketed lead, how about actual precious metal, gold and silver? Gold and silver, to me, are great stores of value. Everybody knows that since 2014, I've been on the crypto train in one way or another. But I will, uh, I will tell you that I have never stopped being a holder also of gold and silver. Uh, I, I look at all of them as hard assets. 
And uh, I get my silver and gold when I'm buying from JM Bullion, and you should too. Why? As an MSB member, I get a discount. That's one. Number two, they have better pricing than Monix, Atmex, Lear Capital, etc., all the big silver houses. Number three, I can get the president on email in moments, uh, usually. I usually get an answer from Michael over there within about five minutes of sending him an email on anything. So I have direct communications with the top guy. Lear Capital offered to sponsor the show. So can I have the president or your CEO's email? And they said no. I said, well, then no. But we no. Done finished, done, right? That's how it works, right? I want to be able to talk to somebody that can make things happen when necessary. Fortunately, I don't have to use that relationship, but it's there. They sponsor the show that you love. Did I mention they give you a discount if you're an MSB member? Like, why would you buy your silver and gold anywhere but jmbullion.com? Well, hey, folks, we are live. Uh, we're deleted off of Facebook before we even started. That's cool. Uh, anyway, we are live today with... Uh, uh, Alexander Meyer, who is the VP of crypto for Float, and Alex Martin, who is the COO for Float, and we're going to be talking about, well, Float. Uh, we're going to be talking about free speech. We're going to be talking about some really cool things that are coming. If I could start out, though, could I get each of you to kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background, and uh, let us know what brought you to Float as a team member? Alex, you want to go first? Oh, uh, no, I was giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take the floor. Uh, yeah, so I'm Alexander. Um, I've been with the company for, uh, I want to say about a year and a half now. Um, and uh, I was really drawn to working with Float um, by, well, let me, I guess, back up a step. Um, I had met uh, Kingsley and Aaron uh, at an event that Aaron had put together in Vegas a few years back called um, uh, Anarcho Vegas. And uh, I was a, um, a vendor there working on a little project, uh, got in with them, uh, you know, built a good rapport and then uh, really started to learn more about what Float was doing and fell in love with it because I've been a, I guess you'd say a disaffected uh, social media user for quite some time. I've just sort of uh, been over the the level of uh, censorship and just you know like the the toxicity that you get on a lot of social media. And my background is in uh, web development, UI, UX, and uh, and uh, blockchain um, strategy. And so uh, opportunity arose to come on with them and help with the UI UX side of things. So that's what I've been doing for the past uh, year, almost year and a half uh, at Float is helping to uh, point us in a uh, good direction for our user experience. And, uh, you know, just 100% on board with the philosophy and values that uh, it, Float is built on, which is free speech, you know, censorship resistance. Um, Cause Damn, is that needed right now? So, uh, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's my little spiel, Alex. All right. Well, uh, I am Alex Martin. Um, I first met Kingsley and Aaron through a mutual friend. At the time, I was doing a, my own podcast series, uh, sit down conversations with people, sort of hour and a half long. You know, what is, what do you do, what, what are you about? And so I was like, I want to find an anarchist. Oh, maybe somebody into cryptocurrency. I didn't know like anything about crypto at the time, just just barely a little bit. 
And uh, so I invited them on the on the show, and, and Kingsley came on, and we had a nice hour and a half long conversation about stuff. You know, what is money? What is cryptocurrency about? You know, let's talk about anarchy and, and voluntarism and all that stuff. And uh, coming out of that, I was like, yeah, that's 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 interesting stuff, right? So we maintained a relationship. They invited me uh, over to a couple of uh, close events, and then uh, you know. During the pandemic, uh, I was, uh, you know, not so much video production work. I used to do uh, video production work and did my own podcasts and shows and stuff. And uh, they're like, hey, you know, we we like your organization. We like the way you communicate. We we want you to be part of the part of the event, part of the part of the team. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> you sign me up. I'll do it. I'll do whatever you need. So uh, my gotcha day, uh, my one year anniversary was just a couple of days ago. I've been with Float for a year. Um, I'm really interested in the community aspect. Uh, getting people to communicate effectively, using tools effectively. Um, I've learned a lot about cryptocurrency. I've learned a lot about the principles behind voluntarism. I was always sort of a loner and a rebel anyway. Uh, I've been going my own way since before that was a thing. And uh, But understanding it from sort of the, the philosophical perspective is something I've gotten from the Float community and uh, gotten behind that in a big way. So, you know, my objective here at Float is to promote uh, gatherings and organization, to get people to communicate better, like I said, um, and, you know, to, to do in real life meetups and to uh, sort of, you know, have the, the user's sort of perspective when we go to to, uh, you know, building stuff and developing tools and, and all that. So that's my thing. Cool, guys. So um, one of the things I get from people when I start talking about platforms like Float and other platforms that are, I, I don't even call what you guys do alternative social media anymore. It's like new social media and their legacy. Um, but other alternatives to a Twitter or a Facebook is, well, they're free speech now, but how do we know they're going to stay that way? Is yeah. there... Is there, you know, what what it is? Was it about the commitment that Float has to free speech that uh, people should be willing to trust? And to me, I kind of look at it as well, since that's everything that you're building it on, you would literally have nothing if you reneged on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh, you want to go speak yeah. to that first, or me? I could hear myself in the echo there. Sorry. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I would say that. The, the commitment to free speech comes straight from Kingsley and Aaron. Uh, this is a very tightly held personal belief of theirs. This is not something that we market tested. This is not something that we, uh, you know, checked with, you know, the investor pool to see if they were okay with it. You know, well, it's okay for now for certain purposes, so long as we get the certain, you know, none of that stuff. This is like, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it because it's important, because people value it, because the owners and the team members all value these principles. And so as as we bring new people on, one of the first things we ask is, have you been on the site? <laughs> do you know what we do? You know, go check it out. Make sure that you're okay with that before you join us, because these principles are, are what makes us unique in this, in this space and, and in the market. Yes. Um, but more importantly in, in society, you know, the, the, the values put simply that, um, individuals have the ability to decide what they want to say and what they want to see. Right. And it's none of my business to tell somebody else what they can and can't say or what they can and can't see. And on that note, there's been kind of a, it's been problematic, I guess, for many um, tech companies that have bucked that trend of censorship and had apps taken down, had other things done to them. Uh, do either of y'all want to kind of speak to why you guys, I think I just saw an announcement that you're going to be out of the Google Play Store. You you had an iPhone app on test flight and basically said, screw it, we're not doing that. You want to make, I don't, whichever one of y'all want to take that one. 
Um, I'll take that one too. And then we'll, when we get to the NFT stuff, I'll sit back and listen. <laughs> um, the, the, you know, we wanted the, the reach of the app stores. Obviously people want the convenience of being able to download an app and, uh, and, and install it and just go right to the app. Um, but uh, what, at, at what cost? You know, the, the Google Play store reached out to us about a month ago and we're like, we need a login for your app so we can sort of make sure it does what you say it does. And we're like, <laughs> oh, it does. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to, you're going to find that out the fun way. You know, they're, I guess they couldn't be bothered to create their own login. So it wasn't like they were trying to, to test the user experience because yeah. kind of onboarding is a big part of the user experience. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, we gave them a login and they came back like a couple of weeks later, like, uh, you're hosting objectionable content. And I'm like, doesn't the fact that there are people on our site that are actually following this content mean it's not objectionable to them and anybody who doesn't want to see it? doesn't have to like it's a it's an account i'd never seen and i'm on the site all day every day right so obviously they were looking for a reason to boot us off and they gave us an ultimatum you know start moderating your user generated content or get off the play store by the end of the month and we were just like what do y'all think <laughs> it was not a long discussion um yeah. we are not we are not interested in in sacrificing our values for the sake of convenience. And I'm sorry if that makes it more difficult for some users to get access to the app. Um, you know, we may find ourselves in a position going forward where, you know, we have to do things, the decentralization concerns that, that make it even a little more difficult to get on there. But the value is that once you are on the site, uh, just like with crypto, I'll dovetail into that. Once you've made those initial setups and, and, and figured out the process, the benefits are tremendous and they outweigh the, the, uh, the complexities by a lot. And can you tell folks that are like, they kind of want like an app-like experience, are there ways that you can use like a browser shortcut or something like that on uh, various smartphones? Like I know you can do it with Android. Can you do it with iPhone? Uh, kind of yeah. what the basic process yeah. of that SDK. is. Yeah, you can download the SDK for Android. You can link the app, uh, well, the, the website to your homepage on your iOS device. There's a, a menu uh, item on the uh, on, on the site if you go to the logged out page. And at the bottom, there's some directions on how to do that. So, you know, if you want the simplicity of the one click and the little icon on the homepage, boom, there you go, you're in. Um, there's That's possible. So there's, there's ways to get sort of a closer to app experience. But, you know, the reality is that the app talked to the same back end that the, the website does. So, you know, it was kind of double the effort for, for very little return, especially when they want to get rid of it. Well, I think that that's a really good decision personally, because I've, I've seen what happens when you're relying on an app and then the people in control of the app can, can shut the app down. So yeah. totally different realm, but you know, parlor was what parlor was and it was becoming pretty successful. Right. And they've never been the same since they were shut down. It's yeah. never come back. So all the users were kind of hooked on the app, so to say. And then sure. when that app went away, the enthusiasm like, oh, oh, well. and it was all gone because yeah. well, mm -hmm. it's not the same anymore. So I think like just knowing, I remember when Kingsley talked about it with the, with the iPhone one long ago, he's like, we know they're going to do this to us. Yeah. And if they're going to do this to us, then why should we put our investors money, our time, our talent into working on this app when they can't mess with the site? Yeah. So why don't we make the site work and why don't we put our, our resources and our money there? And I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. There's this idea of trusted third parties where, you know, if somebody else controls your gateway and you're just trusting them to make decisions on your behalf, well, you can't trust third parties like that. Um, you know, especially not when you know what their agendas are, where you know that their, their idea of objectionables is, is, 
not based on community standards. You know, our, our, our community standards are say it if you want to, don't read it if you don't want to. You know, yeah. how can you, how can you do any better than that for a community? Well, and I think like your terms are like one page. It's like yeah. 10 or 12 things. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't, if you, you know, this is it. There's not like 400 pages of crap that say I accept or whatever. Like, it's yeah, no like guidelines. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you get, know, house rules. If you're going to be in somebody's space, hmm. you know, be respectful. Be respectful of other users. Don't be kind of an ass about it. But can I can I curse on your show? Yeah, um, you can. You can say whatever you don't want. Don't be here. a dick to people. You know, there's no need for that. If you want to have a fight with somebody, you know, take it into personal messages. Um, but just be respectful. Uh, but, you know, be honest and forthright with what you want to say. So people don't have to listen if they don't want to. So um, we've been hearing about the new float. Like, cause technically the platform's still beta. I've seen yeah. features kind of dripped into it. Can we talk about what some of the, 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 the I guess the full version of float is going to be some of the features that we're going to have? Um, and again, either of y'all on that. Sure. Alexander, I hate, I hate to take all the first questions. Do you want some no, of these or do you want me to keep going? Uh, yeah. Why don't you, I see a good opportunity here for you to, uh, to segue me into some crypto stuff. So why don't you take yes. the, uh, the overview on that? Okay. So. We're going to be publishing a blog post in the next couple of days, uh, maybe uh, into this week or early next week. That's going to sort of talk about this in more detail. W- you know what we're doing with with the the version one release, where we're going, um, and you know obviously as you get further out in the future, those those roadmap options become a little more vague. So we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Um, but the reality of of software development is that you know you you set up a stake in the ground. We're going to do this by this date, and then you know sometimes it gets more complicated than you thought it was going to be. <clears throat> yeah, shocking. I know people who have never c- created software. Probably don't really get that, but oh, it's just easy. Just put a button there that does this. Um, but uh, the 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 point in the future is uh, we are very rapidly coming out of our beta program. We, you know, if you think about the current code base that we're on now, it's kind of like a working prototype, you know, functional prototype. Um, it was built in a short period of time by a very small team, and it's it's amazing for what for what it can do for that fact. But it's really not as stable and scalable as we wanted to. And that was the objective of, of our new ground up rewrite. So that ground up rewrite was targeted for Q4. We will finish it in Q4. We will not be able to release it until uh, early part of next year because we want to test it. We want to get people on board. We want to have them try it out. We want to find the bugs so that you don't have to, right? So uh, that that level of testing and the user acceptance testing and and, and all that stuff is going to happen uh, early next year, and we hope to release something that's really solid, stable, and ready. Now, we, we said we were going to go with parity with the original system, but as we get deeper into it, we're like, oh, we can do this better. We can do that better. And we've tried to manage that feature creep while also providing a more secure environment as well. So <clears throat> we'll have uh, better security for the authentication and a framework for using multiple authentication servers in the future. That's, I think, important to people. We are going to have uh, new wallet integration. Uh, I, I don't want to get into specific details yet, but there'll be a much more robust wallet integration with the option to integrate other crypto wallets as well. Um, we are going to be doing uh, a themes that would basically be dark mode plus, so you can have dark mode, which people have been just clamoring for, and understandably so. Um, uh, but also themes where you can have more than one dark mode. So light chocolate mode, maybe, you know, 70% mode, you know, super dark mode. chocolate mode, blackout <laughs> mode where every control is black and you just have to guess, you know, maybe a high contrast mode for people with, with, with sight impairments, you know, things like that. And then ultimately down the road, 
a little further down. The ability for people to create their own themes, skin the, the app the way they want, uh, you know, sort of a badging systems and, and, uh, that gets into the NFT stuff, which I'll hand off to, to, to Alexander in a moment. But the idea is that in the first quarter, we are going to finalize and release our no longer beta version 1.0 of the site, which is the sort of going from the hand built version to the production line sort of, you know, ready for scalability. That's the objective there. And then. Um, after that, we've got a lot of stuff going on. I'll hand off to, to Alexander to talk about the NFT thing for now, and we'll come back to, to, to further down the roadmap stuff in a moment, if you like. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, man, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, a lot that we have in the works as far as the uh, the crypto blockchain side of, of uh, features that we're going to be releasing. And a lot of these are going to happen uh, or be rolled out um, over time. So, um, shortly after we come out of beta, we will introduce some new wallet features. Um, the wallet will uh, be able to handle, or I should say, manage uh, float tokens. Um, so float token uh, system is on the way. And uh, the primary usage for the float token is going to be um, engagement rewards. So, you know, creating new ways for our content creators and users in general to um, monetize their, you know, the, the, um, the activity that they generate on the site. Um, additionally, there'll be things like uh, tipping. So, you know, you can do kind of like there's super chats on uh, 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 YouTube. Well, we can do super likes where you can give a like and a tip simultaneously with, uh, you know, small amounts of float tokens, uh, be able to subscribe to content creators and pay in float tokens, uh, and other supported tokens. Um, and, uh, then, you know, we're going to be introducing a whole marketplace down the road, which will start to factor in things like, uh, NFTs. But, um, I think it's important to note, and this is something that I've been hearing a lot about from community members is, you know, I don't know tech. I don't understand crypto. Like this is, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. And my answer to everybody who's a little bit wary of, of the, uh, you know, the crypto integrations that we're talking about, uh, we really are aiming to make it as, uh, intuitive as possible. So you don't have to know, um, you know, how to, uh, operate a, a DEX or, you know, you don't necessarily need to, um, you know, know how to find your private keys or what have you, um, you know, this because there's a lot of real esoteric uh, things in that world and a, kind of a high barrier of entry, uh, you know, requiring a lot of research. So we want to make it as simple as possible where people ultimately don't even really uh, need to know that they're dealing with, you know, uh, ERC 20 tokens and, uh, NFTs and what those are and how they work. They're just using the platform in a way that is intuitive to them and that they're getting value out of it. And, uh, that comes in the way of, uh, you know, uh, monetary units and, uh, collectible and utilitarian units. Like the NFTs will have an aspect where of, you know, collector value where you can earn or purchase NFTs, and we've got one I'll talk about here in just a minute. But those NFTs aren't just going to be like, hey, look at this cool profile picture or badge that I've got. Um, they'll also unlock different uh, abilities and perks on the site 
um, by holding that that NFT. So it's kind of adding a gamification element to you know what we all already do on platforms like Float. Um, you know, uh, kind of adding that like fun and vested interest aspect to it. Um, and on that note, uh, if, uh, uh, any of your viewers have been kind of keeping an eye on, on what we're calling the plank owner NFT collection, uh, this is something that we're really excited about and we're, um, hopefully going to have live here in the next few weeks. Uh, it is sort of a, I, I call it a VIP ticket for our early adopters and, um, it, functions as a, well, a few things. It's a, it's a badge to show that you've been with the platform from the beginning and that you, you know, support what we're doing, uh, in the, uh, you know, maritime world, a plank owner certificate was, uh, issued to, uh, the, um, the original crew of a ship when it was commissioned. Um, so that's kind of the concept that we're going with. And, uh, in addition to sort of that prestige you get by purchasing a uh, float plank owner NFT, uh, there's going to be a variety of perks associated with them. Um, so let me pull up my little document here. My, oh, my mouse is dead. Oh, there we go. Um, give you a quick rundown of the list. And then all of this can actually be found on floattoken.com slash NFT. So where the information um, around the plank owner NFT program is going to be found, but quick rundown of some of the uh, benefits that plank holders will get is, uh, and I think one of the biggest and most exciting ones is they're going to get first access to the float tokens. So depending on what tier you buy, You'll receive an airdrop of float tokens in your, uh, your float wallet, um, in the near future. Um, so that's kind of our intro of, uh, of our token to our community. Um, they'll also be receiving float tokens at a discount over what they would purchase them from, um, on the market when they're available to the public. Uh, in addition, they'll be whitelisted for upco- our upcoming, uh, float avatar NFT sale. So we're going to be doing special collectible avatars for our community. And uh, those that hold a plank NFT will get first access to that, get kind of like a pre-sale access. Um, let's see. So um, they'll be able to display their plank NFT as a badge, you know, showing that they've been with us from the beginning. Uh, they'll have first access to a verified profile. So, um, this is something that, uh, you know, a lot of content creators on the platform have. Yeah, that's awesome, for. dude. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's very frustrating to have tens of thousands of followers on a platform and want to be verified to prevent people from pretending to be you and no one will even talk to you. That's, that's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's something we've heard a lot. And, uh, you know, this, this is a, a tool that we can use to um, start to release some of these new features early to our biggest supporters because they're the ones that are going to give us the best feedback. They're the ones that are actually going to use them, um, you know, right out of the gates. So, you know, offering this feature to the plank owners, I think is going to be, you know, pretty valuable. Um, 
Could I ask a question on that real quick? Because you're you're talking on these NFTs. So I was part of the token presale, and then I saw. I think it was in Discord or not Discord. It was either in Telegram or I got an email from Kingsley or Aaron saying that those of us that that bought tokens in the presale, we were getting an NFT. Are we getting like is the type of NFT going to be contingent upon like how much we bought or something like that? Is that how that's going to work? So. The way that this is going to work out is uh, all those that participated in the private sale, you being, you being one of them, will receive a special edition Plank Owner NFT um, because all of the NFTs that are going to be available here coming soon are going to be at different tiers. But you guys kind of came in and made your own tier, right? So uh, you'll be receiving an NFT for the private uh uh, private sale buyers, and you'll get your own special set of perks as well, on top of all the ones I'm listing. That's very, very cool. All right, mm-hmm. cool, man. And then I did see, like, the tiering, and, like, it was like a super whale tier of, like, you know, I don't remember, it was thousands <laughs> yeah. and thousands 20, of dollars. $25,000. Right? Well, but I didn't see it in tiers. Like, what does each tier, like, what what goes up for you by going up in tier other than you have a a more expensive NFT. Like there's no, I didn't see a list anyway that says like at this tier you get X and at this tier you get Y and at this tier you get Z. Well, we're actually going to be publishing that announcement later today. Uh, but I can give a quick rundown to your audience, uh, as a little sneak peek, uh, as to what that's going to be. So, um, real quick, there's six tiers. There's shipmate is the lowest chief officer, captain, pirate, and whale. Um, if you saw the, uh, the previous announcement, uh, the price points on those are going to be shipmate is a hundred, chief is a thousand, officers 2,500, captain is 5,000, pirates 10,000, and whale is 25,000. Um, and the perks that we're offering, um, initially I think are going to be pretty, uh, uh, pretty attractive. But the other thing to consider is that these, the utility of these NFTs are going to last the lifetime of, you know, as long as float exists. And we're going to be continuing to add uh, perks and benefits to these owners over time. So, you know, say you buy one at a thousand dollars and the benefits keep stacking up, you could turn around and see that the, uh, you know, um, chief level at a thousand dollars is now selling on the secondary market for, you know, five times that maybe it's worth it to you to, uh, you know, sell it and let somebody else uh, take advantage of all the perks that come along with it. But, um, quick rundown of some of the features, uh, or, um, perks associated with each tier. Um, with the shipmate, we're offering, um, a free float plus membership for three months. Um, we have not yet got into what float plus is. So, it's kind of teasing uh, some future development there. Um, with the chief, it's a free six-month uh, Float Plus membership. And then uh, we're introducing something called post-boosting multipliers. So uh, if you're a content creator uh, and you want to have your, uh, your content seen by more people, you can, kind of like you do on, on Facebook, you can boost your post to get it out to more people. But if you hold this NFT, um, you'll get a, uh, a multiplier on any time that you boost. So uh, the chief will get a level one multiplier. 
um, officer level two and so on. Um, officer will also get a nine month free float plus membership and a, uh, a physical merchandise airdrop. So you'll be getting a whole, um, like merch package. Uh, captain gets a 12 month float membership or float plus membership, uh, level three post boosting multiplier, a larger merch airdrop. Um, one free, we're going to call them Flitoshi NFT avatars. Um, when those go live and a, uh, ad credit of $500. Um, so we are going to be introducing a, a all new, um, advertising system. Uh, in the near future. I don't think this is going to be in version 1.0, but maybe 1.1 or shortly thereafter. Um, pirate level was the second to top is a float plus membership for 24 months, a level four post boosting multiplier, uh, again, larger merchandise airdrop, two free Flutoshi NFT avatars and a thousand dollar ad credit. And then the top level is uh, whale, and that is a lifetime float plus membership. So you will never, ever have to pay for it as long as you hold this NFT in your wallet. Um, a level 10 po- post boosting multiplier. Um, again, a larger merch airdrop with some really cool things we have in the works. Um, five free Flutoshi NFT avatars and a $2,500 ad credit. So that's just a start. And as I mentioned before, we'll be adding um, new perks, new benefits uh, all the time for the plank owners. So, And just real quick, Scramblin in our chat had a question. I I think I know the answer to this is yes. Um, Yeah, I was going to answer that. Actually, I saw the chat come through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of these items are consumables, and some of them are – they stick with the NFTs and are transferable. So uh, obviously, if you have like a one-month, you know, Float Plus membership, that's going to be consumable. Uh, But the lifetime one is transferable, so things like that, yes. Yeah. So the, the NFT itself will be transferable, but if you've worn out a part of it, it's gone. And then unlimited, like, is it going to, I think I read something like there's a certain dollar value once they're sold, there's no more or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Once we reach our, uh, our sale goal for these, um, no more are ever going to be minted and you can only ever find them on the secondary market. Um, oftentimes with NFT releases, they'll have like a, uh, predetermined supply. Um, but in our case, we didn't want to say, oh, there's going to be a thousand, uh, shipmates and two whales. We want the market to decide what's, uh, you know, what's most valuable to them. Um, but we also need a cutoff point. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be, yeah, a so it's going to be a dollar value yeah. stop versus a quantity stop. And I'm assuming that if somebody were like, well, maybe I want to buy that thousand dollar NFT, but I also want to have some stuff I could trade later. So maybe they could buy a couple hundred dollar ones too. Like you can buy more than one, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And they could, you know, um, choose not to activate certain perks so that those will go along with it to the next buyer who will value getting a, uh, I should say an unadulterated uh, version of it. An unused Yes. The, the, uh, the action figure that was left in the package, right? Yep. Like yeah, that's exactly. what that would be like the unopened, uh, Luke Skywalker from 1985, right? Right. And all the consumables mm-hmm. that come along with that NFT would be transferred with it after the fact too, uh, in that case. Correct. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, um, 
Here's some just, and I, I don't know who wants to take this, um, just some random stuff that's come in from the audience over time. Uh, with, and this is probably uh, Alex, I would think, because it's more of a feature thing. Uh, is Float ever going to add emojis or GIFs? I know they work because I've basically grabbed them and, and cut and pasted them in to do stuff like that. Um, but there is no, like, you know, put a, a, a thumbs-up emoji like or anything like that. Like an emoji keyboard or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, our first effort uh, with regard to improving the post experience is going to be to do a much better post interface. Uh, that's already designed. That's going to be part of the V1 function. Uh, much better file handling uh, capability and attachments and all that stuff. So we're trying to get the basic layers down first, make sure that we get those things right, um, and that, you know, the way people use the system at the, at the functional level is, is, is correct. And then there's opportunities for doing things like badges, like emoji like NFTs attached to uh, to accounts, like a decoration of the border of a post if you want to highlight a post of a certain thing. Um, so that's all going to be coming. Uh, we have a lot of thought that's happened around that. And then the, the key, <laughs> I was going to mention this earlier and I forgot, is that once we finish with this foundation work, it's taken a little longer than we expected, but once it's done, that frees us up to start building on top of that. I don't know if you've ever watched a building being built, but you're like, what are they doing back there for like six yeah. months? And it looks yeah. like nothing's happening. Well, they're 23 levels below ground, you know, <laughs> pouring yeah. concrete and pumps and all that stuff and pipes and, and, and infrastructure. Uh, but once that thing reaches ground level, zing, it just goes straight to the sky real fast. So that's what we're looking forward to for float is that once we establish this stronger infrastructure and, and better base layer, we can start building things like that. The, the community can come to us and say, we want this. And we can go, yeah, we think that'd be awesome. Let's do that. And then we can put people on it and deliver it in days or weeks as opposed to months, uh, which is where we've been up to now. So yeah, that sort of thing is coming. Do you want me to talk a little bit more about some other features in, in the future? You want to take yeah, in fact, if I could, just so you know, you you got the guy that's got the development going here, and you want you want stuff. So, like some of the big things I know that that, that my folks are really excited about are going to be like having some sort of a group or community function because that's it's exactly more powerful where I was going than hashtag yep. and the marketplace. Like those yep, are yep. the two things I think that like then you like are stepping on Twitter, but you're also stepping on Facebook and you're stepping on everybody. And I love stepping on people. (laughs) Well, you know, our objective is not necessarily to take out specific uh, competition, but we recognize that people are coming from Twitter and they want sort of Twitter like features and people are coming from Facebook and they want more Facebook like features. And so uh, it's up to us to figure out, okay, how are we going to deliver these features in a way that uh, isn't just a copy, but is actually better uh, or that's integrated better. And so um, our CTO, Patrick, uh, came on board and he's like, groups, <laughs> let's do groups next. And the rest of the team was like, yeah, actually, you're right. That's the big thing, you know, going from that individual communication level to being able to organize into groups. So our, our once we establish our base layer, as I mentioned, once we get some of those refinements in terms of the basic functionality, posting and responses, chat, uh, direct messaging, you know, you know need some work. Um, and once we establish those basic functionalities, our very next big chunk is going to be groups. So uh, our objective is to do groups better than anybody. Uh, we've got a lot of people uh, in the company that have talked about it. We've got a lot of feedback from the user base, and uh, we think we have a pretty good idea about how to do groups in a way that's going to be impressive and connect it with NFTs uh, and connect it with uh, user engagement in a way. You guys have used uh, probably Discord, you know, the boost function. Somebody can just buy yeah. boost, crystal boost crystal or whatever, or whatever. and just apply it to the, the server, and boom, everybody inherits the, the functionality of that boost. So the more people invest in their groups mm-hmm. uh, through their activities, through their uh, engagement, through the uh, maybe staking of tokens or the buying of NFTs, 
species that are group specific, um, those groups will become better and stronger and have more enhanced features. And then, you know, we are going to be listening to you guys and finding out what you want because that's how you build a business. Listen to your customers. So on that, if we're going to talk about what we want, like as you're talking there about groups, like first of all, yes, 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 and yes, because <laughs> they're so – like I've been able to build so much so rapidly on some other platforms that have groups yeah. versus yeah. just building my personal following. It broadens sure. everything, and it isolates discussion so that it's not distracted. Right. But what I would love to be able to do, this was something I came up during, uh, like I, it got into my crypto presentation at my workshop, but it wasn't there. I just like on the flight, oh shit, we, you should be able to do this. And it is the idea that you might have a group and then I might be able to NFT gr- group ownership. Yeah. And then, you know, fractionalize that group mm-hmm. ownership. And maybe that group is like 10 really badass people at something sure. and you come into our group and ask and like, Maybe there's a cost to be a member in our group, uh, and, and get maybe not to be a member, but to guarantee an answer from the, the panel. Sure, and then, sure. and then that cost is split. And if I want to leave, I can transfer that NFT to another expert or something right. like that. What you're or talking something about, like that, right? Yeah, we've discussed this. You're basically talking about group governance policy. Um, and I know that's, uh, sounds like a, a, a lot of words, but the idea that a group should live beyond the person who created it. So, you know, when we started talking about groups, I was like, well, what happens if somebody creates a group and 500 people join it and then that person just disappears the group? All their content goes away. All their posts are gone. You know, that, that doesn't seem right. There's, there's content that's going to be produced. There's going to be history to that group mm-hmm. that Long-term should value outlive. built. Yeah, that should outlive the original originators. That's why we built corporations in the first place. That's why people are creating DAOs and, and other types of distributed organizations, uh, you know, private membership uh, organizations, associations, uh, is because they want to be able to uh, um, control access in one way. You know, maybe a group might want to have, uh, you know, end-to-end encryption on all of its messaging. Maybe the group members want that enough that they're willing to invest in getting that perk. Um, and then at some point, if as the membership of the group comes and goes, you don't want to dissolve the whole group. This is basic, you know, this goes back to the, to the early days of, of shipping, the spice trade. You know, you don't want to have to dissolve the group every time the membership changes. So, you know, having the ability to issue governance NFTs that say, not only do you have a stake in this group because you bought in, but you also have a voice in how the group is managed. And that governance can be whatever you want it to be. You you write the contracts. You decide as a group how you want that to work. That's all. To me, these are the foundational tools of building societies. And, you know, we want Float to be the kind of tools that help people organize their lives and their organizations, their communities, their groups. Um, and so that's definitely a part of it. Uh, I appreciate you thinking of that. And, and I, I want you to know that you're not the only person that's thought of it. That, that's, yes. that's a, to me, it's a core sort of functionality of groups. Um, and I want to mention one more thing, and then I'll, I'll turn the mic back over. The other side of groups is the ability for an individual to have different sort of uh, aspects. So, you know, I might have my personal site where I talk about the things that I want to talk about, but I also wear the COO hat at Float. So maybe I want to speak more officially as a COO, and I want people to be able to easily tell when I'm talking in the context of my job and when I'm talking just as some regular schmuck on the street, right? Um, but I also maybe have like a side project. Maybe I, you know, I do ham radio or I'm interested in solar projects, and I want to be able to sort of categorize that. 
Other sites have that in the context of like pages or something like that. Um, we also want to be able to give people the ability to sort of organize their own content more effectively, present it more accurately. Maybe I want some parts to be free and some parts to be charged um, if I want to try to build a, a you know revenue model for some of my content. So we're we're thinking in terms of groups, you know, from the from the core out, but also from the out in. You know, how do other people find my content? How do they interact with me? In what context do I want to say and present what types of information? So all those kind of conversations are happening now. Um, some of them are more well-formed than others. Obviously, when you're working on a roadmap, things that are closer to you, groups is very close, is more well-defined. And some of those things are maybe a little further out. But uh, those are the kinds of things we're thinking about. I think that's really cool because to me that starts going toward what I've been pushing for. I think the first time I came up with this term was back in 2014, which is virtual nations. Yeah. So you're, you're creating like almost a virtual, like a virtual DAO powered by an NFT if you want to run it that way, but you can create communities that are, that are self-governing, which is I think a huge thing. And then you have multiple communities that can kind of federate. I think that, that that's awesome. I, I do want to hit something here that uh, K-Bonk in the chat said, uh, how will you attract already established communities from other platforms? And I would say, like, that's not their job, right? Like, I'm talking to, you know, our, our guests here today and, and the float team to attract other people, like, other than general marketing of the platform. Like, that's our job. If we create a community, that's our job. And it would be like, imagine there's a really, it was a really great bar at one time down the road. And you used to go there and hang out and drink and, and some new ownership came in and basically screwed it all up, started right. playing stupid music and uh, put a doorman the out there and says you're not dressing right or everything. You just wanted a good old fashioned Texas redneck bar like it used to be. So you open a, a redneck bar down the street. Well, who's, who's, who's responsible to go get those people that used to like the thing the way the old way was? Well, you are. You're the yeah. owner of that bar. We're talking about self-governing groups here. Like somebody has to step up and be kind of the leader or the originator and then build the team if you want to take that approach. Now, I would say there's some ripe cherries out there for picking. Yeah. There's all these groups that are being shut down by big sure. tech because they don't like them. Now, that would be kind of a very ripe fruit if you knew somebody that was a leader in one of those groups. Hey, come over here. We've got a group on that or something like that. But yeah, that's it's on a, us, right? It's a, Well, it's a two-way street. I mean, part of that is – uh, to use your metaphor of the bar, the original, the people who bought that bar and changed it, well, they should have known that their core audience was already there and they should have like listened to their audience and given them what they wanted. So we want to create a site, uh, based on our principles, not just our feature sets, but our, our principles, our guiding values that is attractive to the kind of people that want to be around people that share those values. That's, that's, that's the basic fun. You know, it doesn't matter what our feature set is. If our values are, are, are screwed, nobody's going to care. We may have the best drink maker in town, but if you have to pass that, that doorman and he's going to, you know, knock your hat off before you can go inside, maybe they're not going to ever taste those drinks, right? So we want to make sure that our values are, are where we want them to be and they're going to attract the kind of people that, that share those values. Then it's about our feature set and then it's about us letting people know that we're here. You know, you got to market, you got to advertise, you got to go out in the community and go, hey, you guys want a cool place to hang out? Right this way. You know, these are our values. This is our menu. This is our principles. This is what we're doing. Um, and then it's up to if you want to have your event there, if you want to do your weekly, you know, rag chew there, if you want to have your, your Friday night poker game in the back room, then you need to organize that part of it. Right. I can't come and like tell all your people to like come at the same time. Um, so there's a, it's it's two parts of it. We need to provide the space and the values and the. In, in, you know, the, the drinks, the entertainment, the, the, the mise-en-scene, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the environment that you want to be in. And then you need to like, you know, 
find that environment and bring your people and, and be part of it. And we, we, we'd love to invite you to do that. Cool, cool. Well, let's um, let's bounce back to crypto for a moment here and try to keep both of you guys in the discussion. Um, my thoughts on like I've been asked why is why is Float going to have a Float token instead? Like they already have Bitcoin integrated, and uh, big thanks to Aaron over there who just threw me a Bitcoin tip. And she told she said <laughs> she loves you guys too, just for the, for for the record. Wow. Um, but I think Thanks part of that right. is that Bitcoin has become something that people don't want to spend, and I don't blame them. I don't want to spend it either. I'm always like. I'm actually always humbled when somebody pays for something with Bitcoin to me because I know how much like of a long-term hold it is. <laughs> and I think that a lot of other crypto is much more likely to be exchanged. So um, you look at it as a gold model is money and then a token model is currency. Um, is, is that part of the thinking or is it also that like if you have your own token, you can mm -hmm. control how it works on your site very, very well because the guy that coded it's over there instead of God knows where distributed all over the world. Yeah. Let me, let me talk really briefly about the utility factor and then I'll hand it over to, to Alexander for the sort of meta stuff. Um, we want our token to be useful to people. We want to facilitate transactions peer to peer. We want people to be able to tip, pay, uh, finance each other in a very easy to do way. That's the, that's the core objective. And by having a token that can do all those things, we're creating opportunities for people to create opportunities amongst themselves. That's the part I wanted to get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you both hit on, on the, hit the nail on the head, so to speak, uh, very much. And the, The thing about Bitcoin is, um, well, for one, it's kind of slow and two, it's kind of expensive, you know, to transact with. And not only that, but of course, people want to hodl their, uh, their Bitcoin for the long term. So, um, by introducing our own token, it eliminates that all of those things. The float token is going to be extremely fast and transactions are going to be effectively free. Um, the, the transaction fees are going to be so, so minor that you won't even notice that they're there, uh, like fractions of a, of a penny. Um, and then, yeah, again, it, it offers a lot more utility than what we can offer by using a more established token. We can build a whole new feature set on top of it. Um, but you will still have the option to, um, take your earnings in float tokens and convert them into the value of Bitcoin. Uh, we're going, one of the very first uh, other currencies that we're going to be supporting on the new platform is going to be wrapped Bitcoin. Um, so you can capture the value of Bitcoin um, on our second layer. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying that I'm going to be able to, to swap Flokens and Bitcoin on your platform? Is that what you're saying? Uh, eventually, yes. Um, we wow. haven't worked out the, uh, the, the decentralized exchange portion of it yet, but we will be supporting both of them. So if you're savvy enough initially to, uh, to take your tokens over to a, a third party DEX, you will be able to do that. Um, and, but eventually all of that will be able to be handled directly on the platform. That's big time badass, dude. I didn't, I didn't even know that was in the, in the roadmap. Uh, yeah. that's, That's that's really awesome. And I, I do think it's going to be beneficial to have a cheap, quick transactable currency that people are willing to let go of. Um, sure. Because I, I almost feel bad because I, I do take Bitcoin as payments for memberships on my site and things like that. And I'm always happy when somebody does it. I don't spend it, man. I'm like I'm like a Bitcoin hoarder. 
you know, and I think that there's, but, it, but yeah, I, I watch like, uh, uh, you know, the video platform, Odyssey, I watch LBC tokens just fly around yeah. in between users. And uh, I think one thing y'all are going to be doing, I think we haven't hit on yet with Flokin, since I guess that's what we're calling them now, Flokin, I guess it's single units of Flotoshi. I don't think that's official just yet, but okay, go ahead and call them whatever you like. Telegram, the Telegram group voted on it, and you guys are overruled, right? right. Like, <laughs> well, we'll wait for the DAO, and then we can make an official vote on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my, uh, my, 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 my thought on this, though, is that people are going to be much like they do on the Odyssey platform by engaging and watching videos. They're actually going to be able to earn and stack Flotoshis, just by using the platform, engaging with creators, yeah. content creating themselves, gaining followers or gaining comments, or I don't remember the exact formula, but like they're going to be able to earn float tokens by using the platform. And if I remember what Kingsley said when he was on like a year ago, it's going to follow the Bitcoin admission schedule. So it's not yeah. like a lot of these alternative currencies, one of my issues with them is we're supposed to be thinking mindfully about inflation. And then they're like, well, how many of them are you going to make? And they're like, 568 billion. One quadrillion. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we're going to have an issuance of a billion a day or so whatever Doge is. It's retarded. Yeah, she and was the same. A lot of those coins are the same. Right. Thing. So you guys are going to follow the, is it the Bitcoin emission schedule? Y'all yeah. are going to follow with this? Yeah, that's really been an inspiration for our tokenomics in a lot of ways, because uh, it's something that, you know, most people understand. Well, most people that have a basic of understanding of History, crypto. crypto yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, we really want to kind of pay pay homage to the OG crypto and, uh, you know, uh, build off of, uh, you know, build the back off the back of that giant. So I speak. If you think about the way people use currency and money in their day to day lives, a lot of people just kind of blur the, di the difference there. You want a, a storehouse of value, something you can, you know, is going to be either stable or growing over time. Uh, but you also need that currency to do transactions. And some of those transactions are small and you don't want to be going to, you know, uh, Bitcoin gas fees and 25 minute transactions to like buy, you know, a sandwich, right? So you need those sort of smaller, faster, uh, lighter weight currencies to be able to move where you're not really that worried about, well, it's not going to go up 20% tomorrow. So it's okay if I spend it now. Um, uh, but you also need to be able to move into and out of the, the, the store of value and that daily to day usable currency in, in a way that is meaningful, right? So that's what we're trying to model. So we want to give you the ability to do those transactions quickly and easily without worrying about, oh, you know, if I buy a pizza today, it's going to be, you know, an $8 million pizza 20 years <laughs> from now. Everybody's got that story, you know, that, 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 that sort of hodling urge is there. Um, but you know, you also need to do transactions. And so we want to facilitate the speed and the ease of use and the low costness of the thing. So it can be treated like a daily currency, but also have that connection to that idea that this is a story of value that will grow as the supply is capped and access to the site grows and usability of the site grows and more people are going to want to be part of that. The value of that thing based on the rareness is going to increase. Um, and so, you know, it's, that's how an economy works. You know, you need enough money for the economy to work, but you don't want to have so much money that it, it becomes worthless. Yeah. And I, I think one of the really interesting things about that is that having that, that basically fungibility into all in, into wrap Bitcoin or whatever makes the person more willing to take it. I was able to start accepting Bitcoin, I think, before a lot of businesses were because I sold a membership. So if 10% of my orders were in Bitcoin, okay, 
You know, like, and if it went nowhere, okay, I gave away some memberships basically. Sure. And I didn't have like a, a large material cost. And I remember when Bitcoin first started kind of coming on board and, and people were saying, you know, taking your business and, and you'd be like, well, what can I spend it on? And there was like, you know, initial like search directory marketplaces and it was all, it was all soft goods. It was all, you know, it, it was either the Silk Road stuff, which we won't dig into today, but more sure. like web hosting and things that were non-material and, and they scaled very easily for the supply side because the person was taking a bet, like they, they were taking a bet. Right. Now they were today, basically taking those Bitcoin and sitting on them, not using them to to cover their operating costs. Yeah. Yeah, and like today, you can take Bitcoin and not even give a damn about Bitcoin because you can immediately turn it into dollars. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's the most pristine convertible asset in the world. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. In a matter of moments, you can turn it into dollars or or yen or or euros or whatever That's you want. Fee, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, with a slight yeah. fee, but you can do it. That's you the thing it. that like, there's exactly. no question about. Can I can I pay my electric bill on the building this month if I accept Bitcoin? That's not it. Right. It's no exactly. longer an issue. Yeah. By having Flokins, right, which is unofficial, but we're going to just keep doing <laughs> that. Use it, it's fine. Y'all come up with some other shit. We're going to. That's what it is, right? Like we're by crowdsourcing Flokins, the name. <laughs> Flokins be able to convert. Well, then there's no question that if I can convert to Bitcoin, then I can convert to anything. Well, yeah, and, you need a way in and out is, is yeah. the idea. Yeah. And then maybe you see, and what I think happens when you have, when you have comfort there, people do a lot less out. Sure. People do a lot less out. People are more like, okay, this is, this is my, like, think of it like, remember Ithaca dollars or Ithaca hours or whatever, like a local currency in Ithaca, New York, where people would like spend Ithaca hours only in Ithaca, sure. like for haircuts and stuff like that. Where, okay, if we have enough of, enough commerce developed on the float marketplace, then this is my money for doing business on float. And that has real utility to me. Yeah. Um, yep. The idea of using it, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into this too much, but uh, at, at our last year's Float Fest, and we'll segue to that hopefully by the end of the show, um, I, I did a personal experiment where I basically printed up some poker chips, some clay poker chips, and called them barter tokens. And I just put a little logo and a QR code that explained what I was doing. And people, I sold, sold. I didn't sell them. I traded them for $5 USD worth of something, whatever that might have been, whether it's uh, Federal Reserve notes or bullets or whiskey or whatever. Um, and people would take those tokens and then they would use them to do transactions because maybe other people didn't want their, their whiskey or their bullets. I don't know who wouldn't, but, uh, you know, and then at the end of the festival or anytime during the festival, they could come back and, and exchange that token back to me for, you know, $5 USD worth of whatever I had in stock. Right. So the idea there is that you've got that in and out possibility and, and that builds trust. And you also I'm right there. I'm accountable to you and I'm not taking a fee for, for selling or for buying back. Right. So I'm not trying to make any money on the deal. I'm just trying to facilitate commerce. And and I think and I don't want to speak uh, officially for, for Float in this particular capacity since I'm talking about a personal project. But I think that's the, the guiding principle of, of the Float token. Um, we want people to be able to use them effectively and not worry about uh, are they worth anything if I get stuck with them like uh, as a D-Live Lemons, I think it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, D-Live, the D-Live site would give you like lemons. You're like, what are these worth? Are they worth anything? I'm, I'm lemon god. I'm, you know. <laughs> so we want people to feel like these have actual value because they're connected to other more sort of, um, I guess, fungible, stable, predictable, well-known sources of value. Um, but they're also lighter, faster, they're local, they're supporting, you know, your community economy in a way that's, that's kind of unique. So I think that's the kind of the perspective. Yeah. At least it is for me. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> oh, I think you're, you're, uh, you're muted. muted still, Jack. 
We've been asked if you guys have a roadmap. Clearly, you have a roadmap. I think what the person's actually asking is uh, a published roadmap, uh, like a published, like sometimes you'll see like a, a track of like this is our goals, this is what we're trying to hit. Yeah, uh, let me speak to that for real briefly. Um, we're propo- uh, we're uh, preparing a blog post this week. Uh, our blog is on uh, float.biz, F-L-O-T-E.B-I-Z, and we also send out an email, as you guys have probably gotten some of them if you're Float members. Um, and there's a, a blog post that we're preparing this week that will outline the sort of near-term and, and near-short-term uh, objectives for the company. Um, we want to publish a living roadmap. We have a model for how to do that in a very effective way. Uh, publishing a roadmap is dangerous because a lot of people take those uh, – those roadmap items as promises, and we've seen projects that made promises that they couldn't keep. Uh, either half of them, at least half of them, because the realities of the situation changed under, the, under their feet. Sometimes people, you know, reach a little further than they than they can really uh, achieve. So we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Under deliver. So um, we do want to create a living roadmap. That's a project that will probably happen early next year where we actually have a board that's connected to our development process. So it's not just, you know, a, a, a posting uh, a flat file that goes out once. It's a living map that you can go to and you can see, hey, this is the thing that they say they're working on. They got five developers are working on this. They've spent 45 hours doing it. It's coming. You know, this is where it is in the process. That's the level of transparency we want to offer. And we want to make sure we do that right. So look for that in the near future. So we have a crypto question here from uh, the float feed uh, crypto homesteader uh, how do you back up your wallet on float can you just signed up for float I'm having a feeling that's probably at this point um, not something you can do but maybe something you'll be able to do and that right now if you're holding some Bitcoin on float you probably should only hold a small amount and move in and out yeah yeah currently um, the Wallet on the float platform is custodial, so it is uh, not something in which you could get your private key and, uh, you know, uh, operate it like you would a, a non-custodial wallet. Uh, but in the future, we are going to be pretty much exclusively moving to a uh, non-custodial model. And the first wallet that we're going to be integrating is, you know, the um, the industry standard in the Web3 world, which is MetaMask. So, um, that's how you'll integrate with your wallet uh, directly within the Float app. Yeah, as part of the transition from the current code base to the version one code base, we're going to encourage people to, and there will be a process for this uh, evident in the app after the transition, to move their Bitcoin out of that custodial wallet, uh, get the, the 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 private key for it, probably just close it down, move those those Bitcoin that you have there either into another wallet that you control or into your new MetaMask wallet with our version one software. Please, thank you. Um, buy some <laughs> flow tokens with it and uh, keep it rolling. Uh, and then uh, going forward, we will be implementing the MetaMask wallet and everything that, that entails, and then uh, possibly, um, most likely, options for other wallets as well. Yeah. So we uh, interoperability is is sort of something that we constantly come back to here at Float. We want to be your site of choice. <laughs> A little market speak there for you. But uh, we recognize that people still have engagements. They still have followings. They still have history on other sites. And so we want to, to interact with those other sites. And we also want to utilize industry standards and, and existing strong projects and tools wherever that makes sense. So um, maybe you might have a different way that you want to do authentication. Maybe you might have a different wallet you want to use. Um, once we get that base layer laid down, we can start building on these new features and adding those kind of functionalities to our site. And, and I will say for the existing wallet, it functions wonderfully. I've received tips from people. Like I said, Aaron threw me some 
some Bitcoin yeah. today. And, and once it builds up to more than a few bucks, you know, uh, I generally withdraw it to, uh, my storage wallet. Yeah. And it was, we, it's never been difficult to do. It's never failed for me. It's, so I think the beauty, like, yes, it's a custodial wallet, but float right now anyway is not at some sort of crypto exchange. You're not going there to buy it. Uh, you're receiving it or you're putting it on your wallet so you can spend it or tip others with it. So it's not, especially right now, something that's designed for you to be holding, you know, uh, enough money to buy. I keep saying I want to buy an island and call it Jackistan. Like you shouldn't have your Jackistan <laughs> no. crypto sitting no, on float. No. You shouldn't have it on any custodial wallet. Um but you guys were able to, to, I mean, you guys had it before really just about anybody did, especially with Bitcoin. Yeah, well, that was the objective. Why. Early on, yeah. uh, Kingsley's, one of his core values is like uh, the, the idea of, of free speech and free money equals free people, right? So having a Bitcoin wallet on the site uh, was was a, an important point from the very beginning. And making that easy enough for people who didn't want to go through the, the it was much more complex not that long ago to, to, to buy and, and, and exchange uh, uh, cryptocurrency. So building something that was simple for people to use to get them started. Here's five bucks, you know, oh, I'll tip you five. That was probably the first, one of the first pieces of Bitcoin. Coin I ever got was through Float, so um, that's not entirely true, but yeah, one of the first significant ones. So um, you know, the idea was to make it simple uh, for people to get on board, and now you know the, the the market is maturing, our user base is maturing, our expectations for what these tools can do are maturing, and so you know uh, we decided to to do something a little more, um, well, I guess industry standard would be the word, but something a little more a little more complicated perhaps, but also a lot more powerful. Well, and I think as you move towards having a marketplace and you have more of a, instead of like just a tipping economy, you start to have more of an actual economy. Yeah, transactions, you, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta kind of do that. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I, I have a feeling people will be more willing to spend Flokins than, than, uh, than they will be to spend Bitcoin, which I think sure. enables commerce. And that means mm-hmm. more commerce means more activity and more value. Yeah. One of the big things I constantly hear from people and I just tell them, keep doing that it, it, because they'll say, you know, I want to leave Facebook the way that you did, but I make a lot of my business's money on Facebook marketplace. I'm like, let's sure. keep doing that. Of course you would. And like, so I think the more we can build out a marketplace, the more yeah. we can empower people to remain as true as possible to their platform of choice, which we, we are all here hoping becomes float for uh, everybody yeah. listening today over time. Yeah. Um, I also wanted, before before we move on, I also wanted to add that that new wallet will allow allow you to hold NFTs as well, and that's important. Um, yes. As we're as we're releasing not only uh, artistic NFTs or or the 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 plank owner NFTs that provide perks to the system, but also as we move forward and people start using NFTs as contracts for 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 group management, that the, the ability to use those uh, NFTs in your float wallet is going to be critical. So mm-hmm. that that was also part of the decision. Yep. I, I know I'm kind of a geek in this whole crypto space, but that's like the most exciting shit I heard today when y'all were talking about having like actually like my thought of NFT in your group was the thing that you always wanted to do. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, because then I can just go, well, I don't have to yeah. freaking try to back some shit to do that. I can just use float. Cause that's yeah, that's you what know, platforms are for, right? Mm-hmm. I tell people that civilization is one wish and a hundred uh, remedies. You know, you you, yeah. you you say, let's make something this way, and then you need contracts and agreements between people to solidify that. You know, what happens if and what do we do when? You know, so that's the, the fundamental concept of a contract, and that's what basically NFTs are. They're smart contracts, basically. You know, and you can write anything in there mm-hmm. that you want. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you could pretty much write a constitution for an entire country as an NFT, and, yeah. and everybody could go back to the to the chain and go, well, that, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, it's written there. And, and these are not the only that 
Yeah, not only that, you wouldn't have suffered the problem of our of our constitution where it's reinterpreted to mean something else, right? In this case, it's all programmed. So when when A hap A and B happen, you know X Y and Z happens. It's all right. going to be uh, programmatic. Yeah, and, and until A and B, in, until A and B happen, X Y and Z shall not happen. Exactly. Right, like that's, that's the other side of it. That's too. how like living trust, basically smart contracts are going to be in the future. I think are going to be how wealthy people leave that legacy and say, I want this, you know, this, this, this park maintained or something like you're going to have, like nobody's just going to be able to come in and say, ah, you know what he would really want now is, you know, gold plated chains for everybody on the board. Right. Like that's not going to be a thing. You're like, you're going to have to meet the criteria and then the will becomes what will is supposed to mean. Your ability to extend your will beyond your life. Yeah. There's not and, a last minute codicil where somebody sneaks in and steals all your money. We just watched that Superman returns where Lex Luthor like steals this woman's boat in her house by, by, you know, <laughs> getting her to sign the document on her deathbed. That kind of shit doesn't happen. You know, there's no backdoor yeah. dealings when everything is, is visible to everybody. You know, you can't have three guys go, yeah, I know it says this, but let's do that. And then have, and get away with it when, when everybody that was part of the, of the governance can see the, the, the consequences of, of every action, can see every transaction is, is transparent. Um, that's the, that's the objective. To, to take the the fog of war out of out of these types of things out of governance and and really make it a thing that is I don't want to say the the phrase but we all know of buying for the people yes yeah, yeah. Um, my other thought on on this in general um, NFT or not contracts we all think of today is well what you have if you go to court I always look at a contract as what I have so that I and my partners, or I and my customer, or I and my contractor, fill in the blanks, however you want to in the relationship, can go back and say, now that we have a disagreement, let's look at this and see what we agreed yeah. to. Yeah. Right? And, and that's why, like, I always try to, like, if I draft a contract, it's in very, very plain language. Um, and I've, I've had my contracts reviewed by lawyers that are like, well, you could do this. And then, like, no, wait a minute. Is, is it fundamentally sound? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you yeah. could do this and then you'd have this op. No, uh, I, if, if I want the person that puts their name next to mine at the bottom yeah. to know what they signed, why they signed it and what they're agreeing to. Yeah. If you, um, if you find yourselves in court over, over a contract, you've made a grievous error somewhere. Um, the whole point of, of, of voluntarism is that we have understanding of what we're agreeing to and the ability to agree to it. And every contract should have escape clauses too. If things change, which they do, or if somebody changes their mind, how do you get out? If you've written your contracts properly and you have all people that understand what they're doing, uh, and, and can read, then there's no excuse. That's, it's all in there, you know, and, and if, and if you have a fight over what the, the word is means, um, then, you know, you have a fundamental <laughs> breakdown that's, that's worse than court, you know? You know, I, I was mentioning this week on the show about contracts and what have you, and I always write my contracts to require first non-binding arbitration, then binding arbitration, and then and only then you can seek remedy in the state system. Yeah. And I've been to uh, a couple non-binding arbitrations. I've never gone past it. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you have a, an arbitrator who's, who's not compensated to side on one way or the yeah. other and doesn't have authority to make you do it. Sit yeah. down and go, well, guys, I've read your contract. I've heard your, your arguments. And your disagreements. And this is what I think would make the most sense for everybody involved. And usually everybody involved is like, you know, that does make the most sense. Not necessarily everybody's like joyfully happy about the outcome. It's like, boy, this this cost us like 200 bucks for this each to do this, to solve a problem that we thought was a $50,000 problem. And now it's a $5,000 issue that we can all live with. Yeah, that's. 
that's a win, right? Yeah, it, it helps if you deal with rational people in the first place. And also it helps if that arbitrator doesn't have a vested interest in dragging the process out and, and making you guys spend as much money as possible. That's, that's what happens in the court systems. Anybody that's spent time in, in a courtroom knows that. Um, they, they, they make the contracts as inscrutable as possible and then they drag out the processes so they can all, you know, line their pockets. So let's avoid that. We can make agreements between us as individuals. <laughs> Shocking, I know, but it's true. And we can use NFTs to do it, which I think is, yeah. is fucking powerful. So, um, uh, this I'm pitching mainly to Alex because I know you're kind of in, in the whole community development thing from the standpoint of like in real life events and float fests. Can you talk about some of the things that go on off the screen and what float fest is going to be like this year? Yeah, yeah. I'm about to, um, I do a weekly show, uh, on, uh, the, the float live channel, uh, talking about development updates. And this week's show, I've already recorded it because since I'm going to be on the road, it's all about float fest 2022. Uh, we have already started the planning. We started that a couple of months ago. We've got our team together. We have all the lessons learned from last year. Um, last year's event was great. We met up in a farm in, in, in central Texas. Uh, some, some folks that we know let us use their space and we brought together like, I think 250 people right at the sort of peak of the lockdowns and, and, and mandates. Um, and it was really wonderful. We had, a, a you know, basically everything was an agorist market. Everybody brought whatever they wanted to exchange. So long as it was, you know, <laughs> legal in the great state of Texas, uh, it was good to go. The local community came out and showered us with, with their, uh, their, you know, products and services and stories. Um, we had a great time. So we decided let's do that again. And, uh, you know, for me, the value of, of meeting in, in real life, again, I've said this before, the, the site serves the community. You know, we didn't build a site to get people to sign up and, and make them sort of stuck to the site because they're afraid of missing something, you know, like the sort of addictive type of thing. We want the, the float to be a tool to help people communicate, coordinate, build communities, you know, and, and engage with each other in meaningful ways. So float fest is part of that. You know, come out to the event. There'll be more news coming up soon. Uh, uh, you know, um, locations and all the all the the deal, all the details that we're going to put out. But uh, the objective is for people to meet up in the real world and to get to know each other and to exchange their values, both their psychological values, their their principles, and the the goods and services and ideas and knowledge that they have. And uh, Jack, we want you to come and be part of that. I, I am coming. I'm committed, and uh, I told Kingsley, geez, I guess middle of the year that I was committed to coming. We're actually going to have a survival podcast uh, heavy right. contingent there. Apparently, I'm celebrity chefing a meal. I Scrambling that's in the chat has set that up. I don't know exactly what it means, but I guess I'm going to be cooking my ass off for at least one meal. Um, and uh, it's well, going to be if it involves any eggs, there's plenty of eggs there. There's plenty of eggs there. Yeah, fresh I think eggs. I, I think it's going to be re- really, really awesome, and uh, I, I think it's we we do need to have more of the let's get together outside of the yeah. virtual realm. Like this is only a, a tool for communications. I think back to when I was a kid, like you called somebody and then said, "Hey, let's go do something." To meet at the mall. And, and this is today's yeah. telephone, right? Like yeah. not not just what we're doing here, but like it's just a different kind of communication. Whether it's Facebook, which is now shit, or it's Float, which is now where it's at. Or, or what have you, any of these platforms, they really are just means of communicating with each other. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to encourage people, and I want you guys' thoughts on this, to try to come up with more original content. Let's. I, there's nothing wrong with sharing news articles and videos out of publications or whatever, but like to me, the more we can do to actually have content that's unique to us, yeah. and that's what I love about moving toward like a group model of having this, you know, this repository of knowledge, because that's what these things really can become. 
Yeah, well, that was the idea that brought me to Float in the first place. This idea, uh, the, the foundation for my old podcast where I met Kingsley was this idea that everybody has unique skills and abilities that maybe they take for granted because it's their skill. Well, I just do this. Well, it's amazing to the rest of us who have never done that and have no idea how you did it. Uh, there's somebody on the site today that's like knitting shawls and afghans. I'm like, that's amazing. How do, and they're just like, oh, it's just something I do in my free time. You know, all of us have some value. We don't have to look to leaders. We don't have to look to celebrities. We don't have to look to, to, um, what do they call those people? Uh, influencers, we, we we can do our own stuff, right? And everybody has some value. Um, some maybe more visible, some maybe more psychological, some maybe more emotional. Um, and so, if we all get together and share those values, we're all vendors of a sort. And I think that's a core value for Float and for Float Fest is that it's not about coming to a thing and standing in front of a stage and having an experience that somebody else crafted for you. We will do some of that. But it's about crafting your own experience. It's about bringing your own people, bringing your own ideas, bring your your grilled cheese sandwich machine and your axe throwing equipment, you know, <laughs> bring bring your your playland for the kids, bring bring your dog, bring your family, bring your mama, bring whatever you want. Um but bring something to share with other people. And then you you're out there for a couple of days and you go, "You know what? We could probably build a city." <laughs> Just you know, the, 50 or 100 or 500 of us, we could do this. We, we could, with enough arable land and, and some, some, some focus and, and some governance contracts, we could probably make this work. And that's the foundation for civilization right there. We yeah. can do that ourselves. Yeah. It, it's starting to sound like a new Burning Man or something, right? You know, like. <laughs> I, I have some so weird. thoughts. <laughs> I, and to be fair, I don't know jack crap about Burning Man. I just know yeah. that, like, it was good for me one year because I got. Listed yeah. in iTunes as a podcast for people that were going to Burning Man and nice. like it, it th- blew my listeners up like for That's a while. Cool. Like, yeah, but I don't like just but like the, the impromptu let's set something up and go do something. You yeah. know, idea. I think Burning Man is more about art and experience uh, and creativity and self-expression, which is great. That's part of part of society, obviously. Um, I think uh, for me personally, it's more about productive uh, engagement. Let's build things. Let's create mm-hmm. stuff. Let's protect and, and provide for ourselves. Um, you could do both. There's there's no reason you can't. You know, some people might come to Flow Fest and just like, I just want to like hang out and chill and talk to people and listen to music and, you know, strum guitar by the fireside. Perfect. Other people might come out there going, I want to go to a Jack Spearco workshop and learn how to, you know, do something important. Uh, and great. You know, we want to provide those sorts of experiences for everybody. Well, very cool, man. I'm going to throw it out real quick. I mean, we have uh, we, we, we've had you guys here for well over an hour. And an hour was kind of what we asked you to do. But if there's any questions from the folks on the live feed, you can give them to us in all caps. Again, those of you that are on the float feed, I see quite a few of you over there as well. Uh, the same thing, all caps, they're on a different screen. I can't interact with you in the chat, but I can see what you're doing and pass it on to the guys. And uh, on that, is there anything that we didn't cover today that either of y'all want to speak to while we wait to see if we have any questions? Alexander? Uh, no, not that I can think of. I feel like we touched on everything. Um, I actually, I need to get going here myself. I got an appointment to make, but, um, if anybody does have any questions about the NFTs or the, you know, uh, the Flokins, as we're going to be calling them here, at least, um, hit me up on float. My username is at LX, make it as easy as possible. Just at LX, uh, and happy to answer your questions and, you know, fill in on on anything i am at liberty to at that time yeah 
we're both Alex, so I had to take a different, <laughs> um, a different name. Uh, but yeah, one more thing I want to bring in, Alexander, before you go, uh, mm-hmm. is that we do at some point part of our marketplace, part of our wallet and our NFT plan is to allow other people to create their own NFTs on the site as well. Yeah. So if you want to create content, uh, I mentioned, you know, themes, if you want to create banners, if you want to create, uh, emojis, graphics, yeah. animated yeah. gifts for your groups, for your group chats, you'll be able to do those. You'll be able to mint NFTs on the site at some point and, and, uh, uh, and uh, receive the benefit of having done so. Cool. Yep. Well, uh, I, yeah, uh, Alexander, if you need to, if you need to, to fly, we can let you mm-hmm. do that. And uh, if you got anything else for it, you do. Uh, don't let me cut you off. And then if Alex will hang for a little bit, I got a few questions sure. for him. For sure. Yeah, I'll say goodbye here. But uh, thanks for having me on the show, Jack. It was awesome. And uh, again, yeah, um, hit me up on Float. Uh, even if you just want to. Uh, have a new friend to, to geek out on crypto types of things. <laughs> I'm always happy to go down that rabbit hole. So find me on float at LX. Thanks for joining us today. Um, on uh, Alex, I had one earlier from you that said I've actually managed to remember, and it was more of a not a float so much as it is a uh, just a general question sure. about your environment there. Uh, right somebody on. asked if you were in an RV, and I said, yeah, he is, because I did know that. But I then am. they were like, it's kind of an odd, an interesting shape. Like what, what kind of, what's the deal with your background? You've got like your own studio built inside there. Well, okay. Uh, I don't know what it would take to get this camera off the mount, but, uh, I'm on a GoPro here. So let me just spin this around a little bit. Um, I am in an Airstream. Oh, can you, can you, I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix All it. Right. I'm got us backwards. Okay. There, you, there go. you go. So I'm in an Airstream base camp here. Uh, this is my little bench seating. You can see the sort of aluminum and there's some, some storage racks up there. Some more stuff up there. Um, this is my sort of mobile studio. Now I've loosened my camera. Uh, and so I'm parked here in an RV park in central Texas. I kind of live... Oh, that's terrible. I should have done that. Uh, so I kind of live out of the RV here. Uh, I like to travel. I like to be mobile. Um, so the, what you're seeing here in the background is just the, the curtains. Ah. So there's my uh, my van back there behind me. <laughs> uh, you can see there's... Uh, oh, my tent. Somebody mentioned that. Um I don't know if you can see that over there. Let's see. Yeah, there's the little, the little, uh, little ship pod gotcha. tent. Um, yeah, just tearing down the walls over here. So that's what the background is. Uh, I just like to record from here because I got a nice big space to work with and I got a little light right there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I enjoy doing stuff like this, living mobile. I got the tent. I'm, I'm going to probably do a little bit of, uh, some hydroponic uh, gardening here if I can. I'm, I'm in a relatively large space here, so I have a little bit of room to play. Um, ham radio operator, so I got my antenna that's coming soon and some other stuff. So just kind of, you know, kind of just playing out, hanging out. The, 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 the epitome of the modern technologist lifestyle, being able to go where you want, when you want, the way you want. And I'll let you get your... Uh your background reestablished there so you don't have that light glare coming in. But uh, my scene back in, in order there. There we go. We have a question uh, in the yes. feed from Tiny Giant Lifestyle. Uh, when will we be able to create NFT contracts and deeds, et cetera? Um, yeah. I, it, that immediately made me think of a scene in uh, Spaceballs, the movie, where they're like, when is now? When will it be now? And he goes, soon. Soon it'll be now. <laughs> right? Like, because I've, I've noticed that you guys, like, you've had to be honest about, like, the development side of this. And, like, yeah. hard dates are not something that you're really big on, which I don't blame you. 
Well, there's such a danger to trying to pin a, a specific release to a specific point in time when it's far enough out in the future. Um, I've, I mean, I, I don't want to dogpile on Elon Musk, but how many promises about, you know, landers on Mars have we heard for how many years? It ain't that simple. And no matter how confident you are, no matter how smart, how great your team is, how much resources you have, some things are just harder than you expect them to be. Uh, and, you know, at Float, we realize that credibility is important. We're a small team. We're, we're run by the owners. Kingsley and Aaron are, have been doing this from day one. Um, we don't want to go out there and publish this grandiose roadmap to try to take up mind space. You know, oh, oh, Float had that idea first. And then, you know, keep having to say, oh, well, you know, soon, 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 soon. You know, the, the, the soon meme with the eyes peeking up from behind the, you know, uh, we don't want to, we don't want to get into that sort of a situation. We want to be as honest with you and as transparent with you as possible. Uh, our roadmap, the ideas that we have to work on is tremendous. There's stuff going on in terms of like overhang economy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term, but like, you know, if you think about like, um, uh, Uber and eBay and, and Airbnb, they, they, they're basically taking unused capacity of cars or homes or, or stuff in your attic and putting it back on the marketplace in ways that, that, that allow individuals to make money from them. We got ideas really regarding those kinds of things for float. We've got ideas for the NFT space for float. We've got ideas for, uh, governance and, and tools for uh, intentional communities for float. But, you know, I can only really talk about what's happening in the near future because those are the things that are more clearly defined uh, and more explicit. So to answer that question in a roundabout way, um, that idea of creating NFTs and deeds and those kinds of things uh, is is important to us. Uh, it is not very thoroughly formed out yet. Some of those things are still happening. You know, what blockchains do you want to do? Uh, you know, uh, there are other projects that are working on ideas. We, we don't necessarily want to reinvent the wheel if somebody else has come up with a better way to do it. Um, decentralization is, is a key component to our strategy moving forward, obviously. Um, and so looking at ways to decentralize the app, looking at ways to decentralize storage, make things more anti-fragile, uh, make things more permanent, um, while also giving people the ability to find stuff and to index things and to decide who and what uh, content they want to keep and what they don't want to keep. Those are all things that we're we talk about constantly, um, but we have to take those steps one at a time and, and get, you know, and as you get closer, things resolve, the fog clears, things come into sharper focus, and then we can say, you know, this is when that's going to happen. Is that, that's a, 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 a sort very, of an answer. A very Surely. long non-answer. <laughs> I admit it. I, 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 I can't give it an answer. Now? I, I can't tell you. I don't know. Yeah. But I know that it's something that we talk about. It's something that's important to us. It's important to me personally. The, and, the uh, NFT sale itself and the, the delivery of the, the NFTs for the plank holders, do you have yeah. more of a concrete kind of idea of when that's actually going to be We want to do that before the end of this year. Okay. Literally cool. this month. So, okay, cool. uh, we are getting real close to that. There's still some, you know, that's, that's would be more of an Alexander question, but, uh, there will be announcements. We have several announcements queued up for this week and, uh, we are going to be doing that, uh, before the end of this year. So that's, that's as firm as I can be on that. Well, man, this has been great. I really appreciate you giving me the extra time and, and, sure. and being here with us. Um, Got a lot of interaction with the audience. That's always a good sign that we're, we're on point with what we're talking yeah. about. And thank uh, you guys for being in the chat. I see the chat messages going by. I'm trying to read them from over here. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to have engagement on, on, a, on a live stream. So thank you guys yeah. for watching. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's made the show better, even for the people that aren't in the live stream, because yeah. the interaction keeps us more on point. Like if we're like losing people or like sure. if you have 50 or 100, like yesterday we had like 200 people in the oh, chat. Right. 
And like when you have that, like if somebody in the chat has a question, it's probably the case that, you know, the yeah, far larger number of people listening to the audio, they had that same question and yeah. it keeps us on point. So uh, again, yeah, the, I'm glad you. I was going to say, the, the content producers that I like, they, they engage heavily with the chat. I, uh, for my show, it's much smaller audience than yours, but, uh, I like to have the chat on the screen. So there's a record in the video of what people are saying on the, in the chat too. So, um, you know, I really appreciate that engagement. It's, it's nice to be able to talk to people and to answer questions. Even Yeah. If and I try to do that here. I'm still learning StreamYard. I don't know if there's a way to let it just keep rolling. Like the way StreamYard works, I have to individually select yeah. somebody to feature their, yeah, their to pop them up like you did. Like that. Then, yeah. Yeah. But it'd be kind of cool if it just could roll in. And StreamYard keeps making it better, so maybe they'll do that oh, for us. You know, platform, platforms are important. You know, yeah. we've kind of established that today. Uh, yeah. Alex, again, I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, thanks to everybody that tuned in. And uh, if you've watched this live stream and you caught it in the middle and you usually consume audio, the audio version of this podcast will be about an hour after we shut down the stream here and I get the intro and the outro on it. And uh, again, man, thank you. And uh, if anybody from Float ever wants to come on and discuss anything or if I can be of help to you guys, just let me know. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and to, and to talk about float and the values that, that, that drive it, uh, and to talk about some of my own personal shit. So thank you for, for, for listening to that. And, uh, it's always great to talk to you, Jack. We look forward to having you at float fest and, and thank you for being part of our site and for your support. It means a lot. Appreciate you again, man. So I, if you couldn't tell when we had the discussion, one of the things that I am absolutely the most excited about in the long term timeline, timeline is being able to develop group ownership and share group ownership and transferability of group ownership through NFTs. That is something that I have been actually talking about for quite a while, and it's awesome to hear that they've kind of come up with it in their own space and their own idea. To me, that is really moving us toward um, an online economy and doing more with that NFT ownership economy that I've been talking about. You know, if you can do that, why can't you make every group member um, a co-owner in the group in some way with some sort of uh, voting rights or some sort of uh, maybe eventually revenue generation. Who the heck knows? I mean, you can basically turn a group into a DAO at some point. Um, that alone is just incredibly exciting. Uh, the dedication to free speech, etc., is huge. Um, the fact that, you know, we just had the chief operating officer and the VP of crypto from a company like Float on the Survival Podcast and then I'm still going to probably have uh, the CEO, Kingsley, on next week. To be that accessible, to be that concerned with the marketplace and the people that they're working with, it's not something I generally see in tech companies. It really isn't. And the one thing I want you to know about Float, I think a lot of people look at it, and because they see all this accessibility to the team, they think of Float as kind of like this site that was built in a garage or something like that. Float is a real tech company. They have real VC money behind them. This is not just something that was rolled up one day between a, a group of people. They don't have to take this approach. And in some ways, they might be able to grow faster if they didn't. But what I really love about Float is I just feel like they're trying to grow strong. And growing strong to me is more important than growing fast. And I know some people are awful. That's why I let off with it. People are awful skeptical about this retaining of free speech. None of these platforms that are censoring people today really ever came out of the gate saying our number one, uh, you know, uh, morality play is free speech. Some of they kind of tacitly claimed that they allowed it or whatever, but that was never a value statement. Come to Facebook because we protect free speech. That wasn't what it was. So one of the people in the chat on the live stream said something like, "Free speech is always free until." 
the company wants more money and then they need to sell out to get it or something like that. See, I think if you build a platform from the get-go and you build your monetization on free speech, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So a company's like, well, we're not for free speech. Then this isn't for you. And that company's never even going to approach you when you already come out of the gate with, this is our brand. And I think this is a place to build. I, I really do. And I invite you, if you've not yet done so, Join me on Float. Get over to float.app, search for Jack Spirico, all one word, or use a link in any of the show notes. Come hook up with me there. We're doing some really cool stuff. I'm putting out some microblogging. I'm creating some hashtag uh, 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 campaigns and things like that. And a lot of stuff that's going on there, I share it with people there. And I'm gonna, there was a lot of other things I could have talked about with the guys today. But I was already in my head thinking, if I'm going to have Kingsley on next week, I need to leave some stuff. So we're going to talk about some features that Float already has that are underutilized when I bring Kingsley on next week. If you have questions for Kingsley, anything we didn't cover today, you can get an answer on, send me an email, TSPC in the subject line, and TSPC Float would be best for this, and uh, get it on the docket, and I will try to make sure that we ask it of Kingsley next week when we have he and uh, I believe Aaron will be joining him unless something changes. With that, let's go ahead and uh, remind you guys, you like the show, you like the work we do, you want to help support us, do your online shopping, beginning where? tspaz.com. You know the address, it's really easy, you can't forget it, T-S-P-A-Z, tspaz.com. Go there, you'll see all my recommendations. I was really excited today. I brought out a deal of the day that I was really jazzed about. One, because it was a good deal, and two, because I'll be honest, I like to sell stuff, and I thought I'd sell a lot of them. Sold a bunch of them really, really quick. And within like 20 minutes of me putting this deal out, it was gone. Uh, it was the Anchor Spirit Dot 2 True Wireless Earbuds. And they liter- it was literally 20 minutes and somebody popped up and said, hey, they're already sold out. And I'm like, what? And uh, they found like a back door to buy some other stuff and all. But a bunch of stuff did sell really fast and then it was gone. They're an $80 set of wireless earbuds, uh, IPX7, which is fully waterproof. Um, they were an $80 set. They were on sale for 30 bucks. And it didn't last. Now, how could you have had a shot at them if you would have wanted them? And sometimes these deals come up like that uh, through T-Spaz. You could have been on the Telegram channel. I know I keep bringing it up, but that is the number one way you have it on your device. It's like a text message. It's there. It pops up. If you're interested, you, you act on it. If you're not, you don't. You get all the show alerts and everything like that. And if you ever get bored with me, you just turn it off. It's, it's really, really simple to do. Anyway, with that, let's go ahead and uh, remind you, even though that deal's gone, you can check out uh, the posting anyway because there's still a ton of Anchor stuff, and it's my favorite a value brand of electronics. To me, they make stuff that is on the same level of the biggest, best brands. If you're talking about Bluetooth earpieces, you're up there with with with, with AirPods or Beats or something like that. And, and every other thing that they make, you're up at that top echelon of quality at a value price. And when it goes on sale, it's really a good deal. And there's a ton of stuff marked down on Anchor right now. The PS in that write-up has a link where you can see all the deals that Anchor has out. I know I brought them around at the beginning of the month. I'm bringing them around again now. Why? Because they're that good and they fit so well this time of year with gifts and things like that. Anyway, if you're hearing it now, you missed it, but it was a hell of a deal and another example of why to be on the Telegram channel. All right, with that, let's go ahead and and wrap things up. I hope you enjoyed today's show. 
I wish you the very best. I will be back tomorrow with the final Expert Council Q&A show of the year. That's right, because we're heading next week eventually into my winter shutdown. Let's look at the dates. I haven't actually firmed up what day Kingsley will be on air with me next week. It's probably going to be the 21st or 22nd. Uh, I will be running the Christmas special on the 23rd, and I will be shut down from Christmas Eve all the way through the first of the year, and I will return then on the 3rd of January, which is a Monday. And uh, I'm still going to try to make sure that this week I get out for you guys a post on uh, the workshop. It's not really a workshop, the watch party that we're going to do for Anarchapulco in February uh, and a date when you'll be able to get tickets for that because that's going to sell out really quick because we're only going to take 20 people. With that, has been Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. You pull yourself up They keep bringing you down Are they going to bail you out or just run you around They said you should have a house The American way Dollar down, a dollar a month, and you never have to pay. There's a better way to do this. Let me show you a better way. You don't have to be another face in the crowd. Nobody up there cares, they're living.